Welcome to Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. Over the next half hour, Docs in a Pod will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Tamika Perry and award-winning veteran broadcaster Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. And now, here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Tamika Perry. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the award-winning Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry. What we're here to talk about is what is involved in that so-called patient experience when you walk into that PCP's office or specialist's office, how do we make that more productive for you? Dr. Perry is a physician at Wellman at Redbird Square in Dallas, completed her master's degree at the University of North Texas Health Science Center in Fort Worth, earned her medical degree at Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine in Philadelphia, earned her master's in public health from the University of North Texas. Dr. Perry's undergraduate degree is from Prairie View A&M University. She's board certified in family medicine by the American Osteopathic Board of Family Medicine. And her proudest career accomplishment is her Teacher of the Year Award from the American Academy of Family Physicians in 2011 for her work in educating students and residents. Not that she hasn't accomplished a great deal (laughs) since 2011. Hey, Dr. Perry, it's great to be on with you. Thanks, I'm glad to be on this morning with you. And it's such an important topic this morning. Patients, patients' information, patient satisfaction, and what we well, can let's do bring about our, it. Uh, let's bring our expert on, uh, yeah. and we're delighted to have him with us, Dr. Derek Young. Uh, Dr. Young is a senior medical director for WellMed and a physician at WellMed at Canal in Groves, Texas. He earned his medical degree from the University of Texas Health Science Center in San Antonio, completed his residency at the University of Texas Health Science Center, also in San Antonio, and Dr. Young is board certified in family medicine. And Dr. Young, uh, what would people be surprised to find out about you? That's a good question. Um, well, you know, I'm a, an amateur musician. I play trombone. That might be something people would be surprised to hear. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, did, you play in a, did you play in college? Did you play in college? Uh, yeah, I played in the, the basketball band at the University of Texas, uh, Hook'em Horn. Okay. All right. All right. That's trombone. pretty neat. So you play at jazz clubs now? No, no. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, you find them at the local Holiday Inn. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which is called home. <laughs> Are you keeping up with it? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. So definitely, I, I used to be a lot better, but I, I'm still playing a little bit. I used to play in church uh, some uh, when I was over in San Antonio. That's pretty neat. Well, in the UT, uh, uh, were, you, were you in the marching band as well, the Trombones March? They do march, but yeah, I was not in the marching band. Probably a wise decision. <laughs> that, those people work their little tails off. It takes do. a lot of time. Yeah, no question about it. So we're delighted to have you on here. And, and the, you know, the topic is one that uh, most of us, depending on your age, the older you get, perhaps the more often you see your physician, don't spend a lot of time thinking about how to make that visit more effective for you and for the doctor as well. What should we know uh, if we have, for example, care from a a provider, a PCP, uh, and and specialists? How do we put all that together, or do they do that for us? Well, you know, I think it's important uh, to discuss, you know, any any issues or any times you see a specialist uh, with your primary care provider. 
um, the office staff at your primary care prov uh, provider's office. They can be very helpful uh, in this manner and they can work with you to coordinate care among your different specialists or any services that you may be receiving, such as home health. Uh, you know, I really uh, want to emphasize the importance of uh, notifying your primary care provider, you know, when you see a specialist, you know, if you have any changes in your treatment, or if you have any questions about advanced care planning, you know, such as an advanced directive or a medical power of attorney, you know, even if you go to the emergency room or go to an urgent care center, you should uh, notify your doctor. And then also, if you've ever been in the hospital, you want to notify your doctor too. You know, sometimes it may take a while or several weeks uh, to get records from a specialist or the hospital. So timely notification is really important to help facilitate optimal care coordination. I think most of us assume that, you know, if we go into an emergency room or the hospital or, or to a specialist, that they all communicate back to our uh, PCP and we don't have to worry about it. And that is typically the case, um, and, but there are times where that may not occur. So it is important to, to be proactive uh, in your health care so you can make sure you can uh, facilitate that communication. Um, and even though there are some practices who are very good about sending records, it may be a few weeks. So you may have a, a visit with your primary care doctor one or two days later. So if they know, they can try to get those records or those notes before uh, you come in and, and able to discuss any questions you have about that visit. And I know one of the issues that uh, you wanted to talk about is do patients always know where they need to go to get care right away? And, and unfortunately, many of us choose the ER, which is probably the wrong place. Right. You know, you, you will hear a lot of times when you call a medical facility, you know, they always tell you if you're experiencing a life-threatening emergency, hang up the phone and call 911. And that really is the case. We want to make sure that if there is something life-threatening going on, that you do call 911. But, you know, we understand, you know, your health can change, uh, you know, even suddenly, and illnesses and sickness can occur at any time of the day or night. Um, if there's not a, a concern for a life-threatening event, you know, we ask that our patients call us first. Um, we have providers who are on call 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week. That includes holidays. You know, our providers will give you guidance for next steps. This could be self-care recommendations over the phone. They may suggest that you come in and be seen in the office or maybe direct you to an urgent care center, or they may even direct you to the emergency department if they feel that is appropriate. We want to ensure that we're you know, utilizing the emergency department for true emergencies. Uh, so before going to the emergency room, unless you really feel like this is a life-threatening Call us first so we can give you some guidance. Um, you know, there's also some online telemedicine or video appointments that you can uh, get uh, from the comfort of your home during clinic hours. We do have a service called MyLight Now um, that gives you access to WellMed Healthcare uh, clinicians. You can receive uh, care over your smartphone, tablet, or computer, uh, and appointments may be covered by your insurance benefits. So you may want to check with your insurance to ins uh, ensure that uh, telemedicine benefits are covered. And that so would be true whether whether you're a well-met patient yeah. or not. Check with your provider. I want to take just a moment to let folks know who may have just joined us. You're listening to the award-winning Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry, and we're talking with uh, Dr. Derek Young. Uh, Dr. Young is a well-met physician. We're talking about uh, ways in which you can make that doctor visit and relationship with your provider more productive and more effective. 
And Tamika, you wanted to jump in here. Yeah, I did. And, I, you know, Dr. Young makes some very valid points. And, you know, patients will tell me all the time, you know, Dr. Perry, I know my body. And you're 110% right. You've been with your body your entire life. So, but what I know is science and medical knowledge. So let's put the two together. Because your chest pain might not be your heart. It could be indigestion. Or your indigestion could be a heart attack. So we don't want you gratuitously showing up at the wrong provider and or gratuitously going to the ER because in this day and age, people go to the, that's where sick people go. We don't want you to go to the ER to get sick. You know what I mean? So call your healthcare, your primary care provider first, and we can guide you in the right direction. Do you need to come into our office the next day? Can I call something in for you? Do you really do need to go to the ER or most certainly do I need to make the appropriate referral for you? And when you make that referral to the ER, uh, it, it, smooths your way into seeing somebody, I would assume. It does, because typically what the PCP do, will do is call the ER and say, listen, my patient is coming via EMS or they're coming via private vehicle, and this is what they're coming for. So they need to be put ahead of colds, coughs, and cuts. Colds, coughs, and cuts. I like that. Yes. And those are the ones who keep sitting in the waiting <laughs> yes, room. Yes, because they should have called their PCP and their PCP would have said, come to my office so I can take care of your cold cough or cut. Now, talk to me again. And you mentioned uh, the ER is where sick people go. So if you're not already sick, why do you want to be there? Well, a lot of times, and Dr. Young will probably agree, people think that they, their situation is emergent, but you may be sitting next to a person with influenza or COVID while you're waiting and you're sitting there because your situation is not emergent and it could have been handled in your PCP's office. So, Dr. Young, when you take a look at uh, how we as, uh, you know, civilians, non-medical people <laughs> make these decisions uh, about where to go for care, uh, what what is your suggestion on how to deal with this middle of the night emergency or what we think is an emergency, for example? Yeah, I think Dr. Perry really, really hit hit the nail on the head. You know, if, if you're having some unusual crushing chest pain, yeah, yeah you definitely want to call 911. If you're having that, that weakness that, you know, people associate with the stroke, you, you want to call 911. You know, it, you know, if it is something that, you know, you've had heartburn before, you felt like it was heartburn, you, you, maybe you're taking medicines for it, maybe it's a little different and you're not too sure, yeah, call call your doctor, call your doctor's office number. So for our, our clinics, if you call office number, again, uh, we have an answering service that will reach someone who was on call. Again, if, it, if it's just something that you're concerned about, feel free to call us. That's what we're on call for. But yeah, if it is just something that's very unusual, very severe, yeah, if you broke a bone and you can see the bone, yeah, you want to go to the emergency. Yes. <laughs> most certainly. Most certainly. Once again, like my patients tell me, I know my body. You, he's like, Dr. Young said, you're absolutely right. And if that femur is sticking out of your leg, go to the ER. Call me on your way to the ER. <laughs> so that's a great rule of thumb. If your bone yeah. is sticking through your skin, <laughs> yes, go to the ER. Go to the ER. Yeah. If you feel like an elephant sitting on your chest, go to the ER. Well, why is it, Dr. Young, uh, it seems that heart attacks often happen in the middle of the night or early in the morning? Yeah, some of that is physiologic, um, but really a, a lot of it just has to do with just a lot of times we're not noticing things too. So that that can be a big issue when you lay down and you go to sleep, you know, and you wake up with this uh, crushing uh, chest pain. It may have something to do with uh, some blood pressure issues or uh, maybe you didn't take your medications um, for the last couple of weeks. You know, it could have been 
something that you ate um, that could really stimulate something or it could be the stress that we're going through at night. But a lot of times, it, again, it could be something, again, physiologic with blood pressure issues um, can be a big part of that when we're talking about stress on the heart. And when you're talking about blood pressure, I was always told that's the silent killer. That's correct. You normally, you know, when people start to feel the effects of blood pressure, you know, I'm having chest pain. I'm not, I'm, my vision is blurred. I have a severe headache and it's related to chest pain. Now we're behind the eight ball. Now something called in-organ damage has ensued, meaning the damage, the, the, the organs that are directly related to blood pressure are headed towards stroke, heart attack. What are the organs directly affected by blood pressure? Heart, the heart obviously is one, the brain is another. What, what other organs? Kidneys, extremities. I mean, wouldn't you agree, Dr. Young? Yes, yeah. You know, your eyes can be another as well. All right, so hold that thought. We're going to come right back to you. If you just joined us, you're listening to Docs in a Pod, the award-winning podcast and radio show. Delighted to have you on board. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry, and we're talking uh, with Dr. Bradley, excuse me, uh, Dr. Derek Young. I'm looking at the wrong place on my sheet here. Dr. Derek Young, delighted to have you with us. You're listening to Docs in a Pod. I'm Drew Pearson from our friends at WellMed. The right Medicare coverage is important, so is selecting the right doctor. Choosing a WellMed doctor in a Medicare Advantage plan is a great choice. With over 30 years' experience caring for older adults on Medicare, WellMed doctors practice coordinated, compassionate primary care. It's prevention with a personal touch. A WellMed doctor in Medicare Advantage coverage. Why? Because your health matters. Drew Pearson is a paid spokesman. Learn more today, 855-575-2188. So pleased you're sticking with us right here on the award-winning Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Tamika Perry. And, and with us, uh, we're talking with Dr. Derek Young. Uh, Dr. Young is uh, here talking about how to improve and deal with that doctor-patient experience. And one of the things, Dr. Young, that I know every single PCP says to their patient, when you come in, bring all your medications with you. Why is that? If I just did it six months ago, why do you want to see it again? Well, I think first, I think it is always a good idea to bring all of your medicine bottles with you to your office visit. Um, this helps to ensure your primary care provider um, has the most current or up-to-date information in your chart. Um, even if there are no changes, it, it helps us to verify your medications and the doses uh, at each visit. And it gives us an opportunity uh, to discuss any questions or concerns you may have you know, about your medications. Uh, also, over-the-counter medications and supplements, you know, are a big part of this, and they, they can interact um, with prescription medicines, or they may even have effects that are contraindicated uh, for your health condition. Um, so, yeah, if you do have any questions, or if you have any medicines or supplements or herbs, you really want to make sure you're talking to your doctor about those. Bring I know doctors who go ahead, Dr. Perry. No, I was going to say bring all of them. And even if you call and you know, like a lot of times my patients will call and say, Dr. Perry has told me before I start taking anything new to let her know. And they'll name a brand of a vitamin or an herbal mixture or combination. And I'll tell them I'm not familiar with that one. The next time you come to the office before you start taking it, bring the entire bottle where I can read the label and see what's in it. 
So for example, vitamin E thins out blood. If you're already on a blood thinner, it might not be a choice for you at this point in time. That's a good point. And I know I, I was going to say, Dr. Perry, that uh, you talk to uh, providers who make house calls, and uh, it's always amazing to go into somebody's house and say, you know, all these bottles on this kitchen shelf, you never showed me all those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is, I do house visits, and that happens more often than not. Or you yeah, see I mean- stuff they're taking. Well, this one I got from my neighbor who said it really helped them uh, with their leg pain. So I'm, I'm using their prescription. No. Well, so I always tell patients in that situation, well, let me talk to your neighbor so we can talk colleague to colleague. And I will tell your neighbor, please do not prescribe anything for my patients. <laughs> you know, Dr. Young, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say a lot of times you see the same bottles, right? You see the duplicate medications and maybe they're taking duplicate medication and maybe that's why they're dizzy. So, yeah, it really is important to to get a good understanding. And when you can get in the home and, and see all those medicine bottles and kind of see what's happening around them, uh, you, you get a better understanding why your patient is going through what they're going through. And it does help you really to to educate them about so this, the side effects and the circumstances of their health and why they're, they have some of the conditions they have, in addition to some of the side effects they may be experiencing. Now, as a matter of practice, I, I'm assuming because my PCP does this with me, when your patients come in, Dr. Young, uh, do you ask them if they had a recent fall and do you talk about falls? Uh, yes, we do talk about falls. Um, you know, um, typically we will screen for falls uh, on an annual um, basis by just asking a few questions uh, around if a patient has fallen before, if they have any concerns with their balance. You know, and what we know is that, you know, half the patients who fall will not uh, tell their doctor. So it is really important if you do have a fall to let your doctor know, because that is one of the biggest single risk factors for having another fall. And as as we age, our risk for falls increase and the risk for injury increases. I want to pick up on what you said because I'm often heard uh, if you've fallen, odds are you will fall again. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah. And so and, I, Dr. Perry. No, I just wanted to say that kind of what we touched on on another show that it, patients shouldn't be shameful or embarrassed to use assisted devices. Um, to walk an assisted device is like a cane, a walker, a wheelchair. Um, Of course, that's prescribed by your physician. And also, we will also guide you on how to use these assisted devices properly, too. Now, we talked uh, on a a recent show, Dr. Perry, about uh, people traveling and going through airports and getting special services like a wheelchair. Uh, Folks, uh, as they age, uh, still are resistant to walkers and canes and wheelchairs, even though they can literally be life-saving. Exactly. Dr. Young, how do you overcome some of those barriers with your patients? Well, I can't say I always overcome them, right? But it is, right. it is, it is definitely a, a big barrier. I think one of the things, you know, we talk about is, um, and the concern is maintaining independence. You know, they're, they're yes. concerned about discussing falls because, you know, they think they may be put in a nursing home or, or something else. But, you know, if we say, hey, you know, if you use this cane or if you use this walker or if you go to this physical therapist, if you go to this exercise program or do some of the things that, you know, we're asking you to do to get a little stronger, improve your balance, you can maintain your level of independence and be able to stay in your home in a safe manner. You know, and another part around that, too, is just, you know, a home safety evaluation. 
are there are there walkways are they free of obstacles do they have adequate lighting in the home so there's some things that that you know we can do to discuss with patients to try to help them overcome some of these uh, barriers to using devices but again we're not always successful but it, what we don't want is a patient falling breaking a hip breaking something in their back or shoulder we don't want any injuries because these injuries can be life-threatening i know that one of the other risks and we all love our pets uh our middle of the night you get up and toddle off to the bathroom and sure enough you trip over your dog or cat Yes, yep. we have to be very cognizant of our pets, um, especially in the senior population with broken bones. I, in in my career, I can think of two broken hips. One was because of a rescue lab. The other one was because of a poodle. And um, so we want to be cognizant of our pets, where they are, if they're caged at night, um, if they're outside, if they're inside. Be a little bit wary of letting them just kind of sleep wherever because you have to know your path, your safe pathway to the bathroom. And then lighting is also an issue, of course, at night. Uh, and I'm assuming uh, there are lights that you can get installed uh, that may be motion activated that will go on when you get up to walk to the bathroom. Exactly. Yeah, we actually have some well-made night lights that are, are light sensitive. So, really? Dr. Young, you taught me something because I, I was unaware of that. So I'm going to let my manager know how come I don't know we have what night lights. <laughs> And then when you talk about night lights, uh, you mentioned that you can get someone to go through your home uh, to look for risks of fall and other issues. Uh, who does that? Are there specialists that will uh, go through a home and uh, kind of analyze what you need and what you don't need? Occupational therapists will, like if they're in your home evaluating you for therapy, they actually will do that for you. And if you're, if, I'm not sure if Dr. Young does home visits, but um, your PCP, when I do a home visit, I will say, we might want to move this rug or runner out of the way because it's a habit. These corners look a little sharp here. We might want to scoot this table a little closer to the wall instead of being in the middle of the floor. And all yeah. that's designed to prevent problems. Uh-huh. Yes, it is. And the CDC also has a brochure that, you know, anyone can use. There's a checklist that they can go through uh, for a home safety evaluation. And uh, even in the offices, you can print those out. They're free of charge. And then you can give it to a patient or a family member. They can go through someone, go through their home and do the little checklist and then bring it back. And if there are any concerns that are seen, then that can be addressed uh, by the primary care uh, provider. And we got about two minutes left. And before we end, I want to be sure we talk about vaccines. And this, of course, is a time of year where if you haven't had it, you need it. That flu vaccine, Dr. Young. Uh, yes, the, uh, you know, I do recommend the flu vaccine. It does help uh, prevent, you know, flu-like illness. It prevents uh, flu-related doctor visits and, of course, hospitalizations uh, and deaths. Um, there's, there's herd immunity around the flu vaccine, so you can also help those who are around you as well as those who may be immunocompromised. You know, we do give flu vaccines in our office, uh, so feel free to talk to your doctor about getting one of those. And you need that every year? Yes, sir. Now, what about COVID-19? I read just recently that there's a new variant of COVID-19 that can be covered by the latest vaccine for COVID-19. Are people getting those boosters? People are getting those boosters. I think we're, we're not seeing as much uptake of the vaccine as we had previously. I think some there's some vaccine fatigue around this, and but um, it is available. And as you mentioned, it is effective. 
and vaccine fatigue. That's a, that's an interesting term. People are just tired of hearing about it. Tired of hearing about it. Tired, tired of getting all the shots. Yes. You know, people don't want to be pincushioned, right? Now, the other one I got uh, recently is a new RSV vaccine uh, dealing with uh, what can be a pretty serious problem in infants and I gather older adults. That is correct. Yeah, definitely vaccine related. Well, RSV related illness does increase uh, with age as well as the very young. So again, it's part of that immunity that we talked about before. You can protect if you're an older person getting the vaccine, you can protect the young kids and any older folks who may be immunocompromised uh, in your circle. Now, one last question before we let you go. Uh, If you are in the market for a PCP and aren't sure uh, who to go to, uh, does it make sense to do a pre-interview to say, hey, you know, Dr. Young, I'm looking for a PCP. Tell me about yourself. Yeah, I think that's great. You know, I think you want to be able to establish a relationship, somebody that you feel like that you can can meld or, or mesh with pretty well. So I think interviewing is, is a great way to determine if you'll be able to establish a good relationship with your PCP. Because if you do that, you're going to have a better experience and your health outcomes are known or shown to be better. Dr. Perry, we'll give you the last word. Well, I just want to reiterate the importance of vaccines and that vaccines do work. This is a time of year where we don't want our seniors to become sick or anyone for that matter. Establish a good rapport with your PCP and everything will be okay. That's a 10-4, little buddy. Thank you. (laughs) I want to thank Dr. Tamika Perry and Dr. Uh, uh, Derek Young for being with us today on the award-winning Docs in a Pod. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll talk with you soon. Executive producers for Docs in a Pod are Dan Calderon and Leah Madrano. Our producer is Natalie Ibarra. And associate producer is Isaac Wilker. Thank you for listening to Docs in a Pod, presented by WellMed. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And be sure to tune in next week for another edition of Docs in a Pod with Dr. Tamika Perry and Ron Aaron.